1: Well, 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 the BBC's business editor, Simon Jack, has fully apologised to me publicly, and I thank him for that. It's not often that the BBC apologise. I've also got a letter I've just received from Deborah Turness at the BBC, and I'm going to absorb it and talk more about that at 7 o'clock tonight on GB News. But for the BBC to apologise, I'm very, very pleased. Jack says in between that his information came from a trusted and senior source. I would suggest it may well have been a very serious source. More on this a bit later.
0: OK, uh, Monday, 24th July, year of Allure, 2023, the late afternoon and early evening show of the war room, a lot going on. We have this banking issue, the deplatforming debanking of, uh, of uh, patriots. In the United Kingdom, Nigel, BBC apologizes. Never happens. Nigel's going to join us in a second. I got the Wall Street Journal. Old man uh, Murdoch must have rolled out a bed in the middle of the night and, and thought, <laughs> "I got to get, I got to show Jack Smith's committee there's no evidence, particularly in Georgia." So they wrote a massive editorial. I got Engelbrecht and Greg Price. Uh, Greg Phillips here for that. Um, a firefight between the Biden regime. In the state of Texas, Todd Benzman's reporting for what's happening in the Rio Grande. Liz, your Steve Mosher. We're packed today. We've got donors. Uh, Mitt Romney, big piece in the Wall Street Journal, begging donors, begging donors not to support, uh, not to support getting back of one candidate. And don't uh, don't let Trump run the tables here. So we got a lot going on. I want to start with Nigel. Nigel. Just for our audience, do a quick summary of what, what happened to you, the lies that we were told. But particularly, brother, you've done a lot of great things in your life. You, you're the most important politician in, in, in modern British history. You've got the sovereignty of the nation back with a 20, 25, 30-year struggle. But today may be one of your crowning glories. The British Broadcasting Corporation, BBC, the official arm of the British government, apologize to you, sir, Nigel Farage?
1: It never happens. The BBC never apologized. They occasionally correct a story, but they never apologize because they've always been considered to be, you know, globally a reliable source of news. For those that haven't got this story, in a nutshell, I was debanked by a banking group i had been with since 1980 that I'd run all my businesses through and all my personal uh, stuff. And no reason was given. So I chose to follow those reasons and I found out the truth. In the meantime, the BBC's business editor was briefed that I'd been debanked because the bank I was with said I'd fallen below the financial limits they found acceptable to have the account. Well, I got the full documentation back. I went to law and I got it. I'd been debanked because I didn't align with the views of the bank And this is why this story matters on both sides of the pond. The views of the bank are don't question climate change. The views of the bank are that Black Lives Matter is a wonderful, joyous organisation that will bring great harmony in our society. The joys of the bank are that Brexit is the biggest mistake in the history of our independent, united Mm. kingdom. And they have been politicised. And what we've seen is our public sector, but also our corporate sector, the march of the left, the march of woke through all of them. And I was able to prove that the story that my bank leaped to the BBC, that the BBC accepted as truth, wasn't not so. So, I've now had an apology from the CEO of the bank with 19 million customers, a very big bank, and still 39% owned by the British state, after they got completely caught with their pants down back in 2008. And I've now got an apology from the CEO of BBC News. I mean, I could almost fall over um, because it never, ever happens. But this isn't about me. This is about tens of thousands of businesses being closed down because they take cash Because they want to drive cash out of our society, Steve. They want central bank digital currencies. They want total control of our lives. My my place in the history book is regaining the sovereignty of our nation. What I'm now fighting for is the sovereignty of the individual. If they can control the money, they can make you a non-person. And I don't want to live in communist China with a social credit system. And I think what we're going to see now is a fight back amongst ordinary Brits against this tiny, extreme liberal minority that have taken over the banks and all the other institutions. The fight back is on. I've scored a couple of victories in the last week, but let's move on to the big game. Let's get back to common sense.
0: You've seen in the United States uh, not just debanking, deplatforming uh all of it and you're seeing in Israel in this in this military uh, left wing military coup detat you're seeing the uh, corporations are supporting you're seeing everywhere in the united it's the media and the corporations with the administrative state how do we break it Nigel Farage? how,
1: how do we shatter this the corporates are scared of the social media pylon our left wing and uber liberal opponents heavily funded of course by the soros and many others you know they have got their army of people who will send abusive tweets, who will send messages saying, we'll never do business with your company again. And this is what the advertisers and others are scared of. And it's why the corporates all run away in horror and don't dare take these things on. The fact is there is still a big settled majority of the common sense in all Western world countries. And just as, just as Bud Light, had its Dylan Mulvaney moment, the share price of Anheuser-Busch collapsed, Uh, the beer went from being the best-selling in America to not being. In the end, in the end, commerciality will prevail. And we have an opportunity as consumers to make our choices, which beers we buy, which banks we go with. In the end, common sense is going to prevail. We can beat this madness, and we will.
0: Nigel, um, you're one of the leaders in the world, not just getting, obviously, Brexit and, and nationalism and getting your sovereignty back, but also about this issue of open borders and mass immigration, particularly from cultures or societies that don't fully support the underlying tenets of the, the um, parent or the home society. Today, the Biden administration, the Biden regime is fighting the state of Texas because the state of Texas is trying to fortify the border along the Rio Grande River. You have been uh, down on our southern border many times. Uh, your thoughts about this, where we're Abbott and, the, and some of these governors are now under enough pressure from not just MAGA, but also from the Hispanic American citizens that live on these borders that they need protection, you got to stop this invasion. Your, your thoughts, sir?
1: It's a simple question of what is right and wrong. You know, America was built on people coming into the country, immigrants. And they got there, they got their citizenship, they swear their oath of allegiance, they became Americans. Regardless of their background or religion, they became Americans. What is happening on your southern border now? People are coming illegally, which is a massive insult to those that have come legally. And if you go down our route, you may well France's route, you may well finish up with a large body of population in your country that doesn't believe in your country, doesn't accept or believe in your values, and actually wants to overturn them and bring in place a new order. And I think, I think with what the Biden administration are doing to all those Texans, trying to, you know, people in authority, trying to stand up, I think they're making the biggest political mistake they could. This is not about kindness. It's not about refugees. This is an international people-smuggling operation, millions every year coming into America. God alone knows who many of them are. But, of course, we do know that many will be going straight into the drug trade and, and various other forms of criminality. The Biden administration is putting itself at odds with middle America. I mean, this, frankly, on its own, should be an election-winning issue next year.
0: Nigel, we'll come back to you with your next step in your fight against the banks. And your fight against the banks is a fight for everyone in the United Kingdom and, quite frankly, everyone in the United States because they debanked you because of Brexit, because of your stand on immigration, uh, because uh, you, gave the, you fought and got the sovereignty of your nation back. That's where they fought you, and that's why they're debanking people here in the United States also. How do people get to your show and social media, uh, Nigel? Nigel
1: nfarage.com, it's all there. That's my website. It's all there. I'm busy. I'm active. And I'll tell you what, Steve, every one of the battles that you highlight on War Room, they're exactly the same battles in Canada, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. The English-speaking world is suffering from an invasion of modern-day Marxism. They've marched through education, and they're now marching through the corporates. But I believe... I believe, through consumer choice, we can win this battle with the free market and with the corporates. And what I, and what's happened to me in the last week shows we can turn the tide.
0: The long march through the institutions. Nigel Farage, honored to have you on here. Honored to be part of your fight, sir. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Hey, BBC does not hand it. I've never heard of BBC apologizing. Impossible. I've never heard of it. Nigel proved it. He see he dug in. Um, I've got a couple of minutes. I want to go to because um, I want to hold them over to two of my favorite people, Catherine Engelbrick and Greg Phillips from True the Vote. Guys, you are you living rent free in Rupert Murdoch's? <laughs> <laughs> I pick up my I pick up my beloved Wall Street Journal this morning. And I normally don't read, I don't read the uh, the editorial, editorials done by the paper itself, by Murdoch's, uh, you know, minions. I normally read the op Two 2,000 mules, but no evidence. There's a massive, literally going back to the movie and a, trying to, a complete takedown of you guys. What is going on? The movie's been out for a year and a half. Um, and I realize it's going to become very important in what's going to happen in Georgia and other places. I think they're trying to get ahead of that. Uh, Catherine, let's start with you first, and then I'll go to Greg. What is going on here?
2: You know, the the irony with The Wall Street Journal is we gave them the story or the option for this story in July of 2021. Uh, We didn't even talk to Salem or Dinesh or anybody about the movie until October. If if Wall Street Journal really wanted to know what was happening – then when we reached out to Byron Tao, the journalist who does all kinds of geopolitical stuff, understands geospatial cell phone use, um, it would have been a great it would have been a great opportunity. They didn't want the story, and you're exactly right. What what this is all about is trying to uh, uh, line up the cards for the coming Georgia, you know, three ring circus, and uh, you know, it, I. Yeah, it's 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 sad because I, too, read The Wall Street Journal and that article is end to end inaccurate.
0: Yeah, Greg, is that we'll get into the details after the break, but just the timing of it, because I want to make sure the audience understands how this plays out in information warfare. Is it your belief that this it was two years ago that you went to The Wall Street Journal? (laughs) I don't know, 15 months ago, almost a year and a half since the films come out. Is this thing dropped today in, in in this kind of dramatic fashion and level of detail they've got? Does it drop, Greg, because they want to make sure they're influencing or, or getting in front of the story in Georgia?
3: Yeah, there's no doubt, Steve. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks in Georgia. I've heard there's a lot going on. A lot of uh, a lot of our friends are going to get hit and hurt. Uh, <laughs> but this is absolutely insane. I'll be honest with you. If I was going to make up a, a PSYOP and 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 tried to get everybody uh, sort of rallied in on our side, I would have written something just like that. <laughs> I wanna to try to find a way to take credit for it, but I can't. They were re- they were really that stupid.
0: No, okay, we're gonna take a short break. I actually asked Catherine and Greg when I saw it this morning if their publicists had pushed this. That's how this is money, baby. Okay, short commercial break. From True the Road, Catherine and Greg. The Wall Street Journal, Murdoch's coming, and he's coming hard at True the Vote and Georgia. Next. We rejoice when there's
3: no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS... Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar. More and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon B A N N O N to nine eight nine eight nine eight for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Text Bannon B A N N O N to nine eight nine eight nine eight. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today.
3: Host Stephen K.
0: Bannon. Okay, um, over at the White House at the press briefing, Peter Baker. Put out a tweet. Uh, We're going to get it to Denver when we get a chance. Um, White House. This is from Peter Baker, who is the lead writer for The New York Times, our beloved paper of record over at the White House. White House at press secretary. This is Zen master Jean-Pierre says Biden, quote, was never in business with his son, unquote, (laughs) unquote. but does not actually say whether he was put on speakerphone when Hunter was conducting business and introduced to partners. Kaboom! New York Times questioning the narrative um, coming out of the White House. This is going to pick up. Of course, Jordan said yesterday on Fox that the committee, his Judiciary Committee, can move quite quickly. This is his words, not mine. Quite quickly on an impeachment inquiry on Merrick Garland, of which I say we're taking way too long. And this is one of the, the tensions of this week as they get ready to go out of town. Remember, when they leave, they're not back until September 10th, I think, the week after Labor Day. I want to go back to um, – I got Christina Bob, an audience favorite, one of the president's lawyers, that's about to uh, join us here in a moment. But I, I, I got to go back to this because things don't happen. Remember, there's no coincidences. This doesn't drop out of nowhere. So the Wall Street Journal has a, and this is the paper's editorial, not an op-ed. This is from, this is Murdoch talking to Paul Gijot and and the guys there to write it, and it's quite detailed. Two thousand mules, but no evidence to support the situation in Georgia, right before the grand jury goes to vote. No, don't mess with it. This is I keep telling you, Rupert Murdoch doing everything they can possibly to stop Donald Trump. He's got another, we're going to get to this when Caroline Wren comes on in the 6 o'clock hour. There's another op-ed. There's an op-ed under the name of Mitt Romney today in the Wall Street Journal that talks about uh, Mitt Romney telling donors getting back of one party, one individual to take on Trump, not everybody. Otherwise, Trump will win with 40%. This is every day as they set the trap for the debate of which Trump will never attend, but they set the trap. So for Catherine and Greg, and you guys can go in any order you want, the floor is yours, they say you have no evidence. And this is key, this is central, and they're worried about True the Vote, and they're particularly worried about the movie, and they're particularly worried about the footage in the movie, and the cell phone data in the movie that Greg, you know, they look like a Starship Enterprise going through it. They are obviously quite worried about that. Because that makes the situation in Georgia be a sham. So I will talk to you. Do you guys have no evidence? Is the Wall Street Journal correct that you have no evidence, folks? Go
3: ahead. We, we have more evidence from this election than any entity in the world. No one has more video than we do. No one has more cell phone um, data than we do. Uh, just no one has more than we do. It's just a fact. And, and, and if they're scared, they should be. And yep. if they continue to prod me and stick things in me like this, they'll they'll continue to be be more frightened because it, it isn't gonna end well.
2: We first went to Georgia uh, to present what we'd found and Greg uh, and his team went in March, March, I think of 2021. April and May. Okay, uh, of 2021, uh, before the Wall Street Journal and uh, because we were trying to share what we had uh, already begun to find thinking wrongly that law enforcement would be interested. And they set about first burying it. We couldn't get a response after that initial meeting with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation in Kemp's office, by the way, where he was supposed to be, but ghosted. We couldn't get a response from them until October. And the way that we got the response at that point was treat a form in Georgia. We read about it in the paper, just like we read it about our new subpoena in the paper. Uh, we read about it in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where Vic Reynolds, then the head of the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, just, just torches every, every, everything that had been provided, saying that there was uh, no probable cause, couldn't do anything with it. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was outrageous at that point.
3: The other thing that they did, Steve, which is completely off the edge in that same Vic, Vic Reynolds' letter that he published in the, in the AJC. He doxed me, Andy he doxed one of my key analysts. I mean, who does that, right? He goes to the FBI and looks at all the data that was provided and then says, oh, well, there's, there's all these nine, ten things of data. Oh, but here's the people who actually did the analysis. We looked in the metadata. So it was Greg Phillips and one of his analysts. Who does that? I mean, that's all they're trying to do is destroy us. Now, fast forward to now, they don't care about the video. They have all the video. It's their video. They don't care about anything that we actually you know, have talked about in the movie, what they continue to focus on and care about is this this belief that there's a whistleblower and his mother. And they want those names, and they want to know who these people are, so that they can dox them and ruin their lives and hurt these people. This is This is complete and utter nonsense. In the end, they want to hurt people, and the number one person they want to hurt is Donald J. Trump. That's right. He's this 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 sham of a of a grand jury that's meeting in Atlanta. That's that's what they're trying to do, Steve. And you can bet, sometime in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some sort of word come out of this grand jury that they're going after Trump for for uh, some conspiracy or some sort of nonsense.
0: Have Bill Barr is quite one of the things the J six committee played over and over again was Bill Barr dismissing uh, the the film and his video deposition. Did anybody from Bill Barr's organization, did anybody from Bill Barr's organization, anybody from DOJ, any U.S. attorney, did anybody sit down and go through with you the evidence that you had? Or or did he ever make any contact with you before he did this? Go ahead, tell me about that.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bill Barr's FBI agents. We were working with them in 2021 during the whole conic nightmare, and as the as the mule stuff began to develop, we were showing them videos. We have texts from FBI agents to and from uh, talking about what they saw, how blown away they were looking at the smoking guns. Uh, we have I have texts showing them responding to when the GBI put out a letter, and, and sending this to to the FBI saying why are they doing this? And them responding saying we can't believe they're doing it. Tell them that we use Vintel as our a uh, vendor for geospatial information, and we're using it for J6. And, I mean, it's all right there. And we by the way. We haven't released it yet,
3: but we're going to. By the way, at, maybe, we, maybe we should all get together, taxpayers <laughs> should get together and do a giant class action lawsuit and ask for the $100 million that Bill Barr spent spent on geospatial analysis and geospatial data while he was the head of the DOJ. What happened to that $100 million? If, it, if you don't believe it or if you, if you don't think it works, why, why do you buy it? Why do you get it for every single murder, every single trafficking case? Everything that happens out there, they go and they buy geospatial data. And oh, by the way, some of the people that were doxxed in, in our thing in Georgia were some of the same analysts that worked on DOJ projects. It's insane. He, you can't just make this stuff up. In my, in my private world, I call this dum-dum food. That's exactly what this is, is dum-dum food. Morons that listen to this nonsense, should, you know, they don't they shouldn't even get to vote or get, get to go anywhere in the United States. We it's have crazy. we
2: have revealed an inconvenient truth and they are betting that we will back down and we won't.
0: Um, did anybody from The Wall Street Journal, Paul G. Joe's editorial board, did any researcher, any like would sometimes the New Yorker or Vanity Fair or people reach out to as a fact checker, did any fact checker reach out to you? Anybody associated with this piece today in the Wall Street Journal? Did anybody in Murdoch's vast empire reach out to you guys?
2: (laughs) I I did see an email that came in. I don't know if it came in um, over the weekend. I just saw it this morning where they asked if we had any comment about the Georgia subpoena. But I, I saw that email after the article had already run. So,
3: by the way, Steve, this subpoena was issued uh, a couple of days before the movie came out in April of 2022, and they're just now getting to this just before the grand jury is about to to make their ruling. Come on, this is insanity.
0: But but can't your evidence show? I mean, can't your evidence thwart? The grand jury? I mean, you've got this incredible amount of, of data. And like you said, the Justice Department uses this all the time. The geospatial is used, was used, as you mentioned, for some of the J6 individuals. Yeah. It's been used in many, many cases. Do, do you think that if they really looked at your evidence that it would blow the grand jury's, the predicate for the grand jury away?
2: If, 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 they, if they took it seriously... I mean, we presented this to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations in the, in the beginning of 2021, and they did everything they could to bury it until October. Then we took it to the Secretary of State, and they recommended that we file complaints, which we did. We didn't hear anything from them other than uh, a, a contract inspector that they pulled in to talk with me. I have all these records as well, who— was not interested at all in the data or the video. All they wanted was the name of our informant. And we had made it very clear we're not going to give that name. However, if you do an investigation, you will see this person in the video. But let's see if you're serious about it. They weren't. They don't do anything until the movie comes out. Then, as Greg says, we don't hear anything for a full calendar, almost a full calendar year, until now, when it's become convenient again to you know sh- start trying to obfuscate what was really happening back in 2020 by by putting us back under the microscope, it, you know if, if this is if this is the way they want to play, okay, uh, it's it's uh, there have been this is such there is so much water under this bridge. We have so many documents, not just the data uh, and and the research that did that we did for ultimately. What became a movie, but all the back and forth between these agencies. It's breathtaking, the cover up. It's breathtaking. Guys,
0: can you hang on for one second? I'll just hold you through the break. I've got Christina Bob. We have Liz Yor. We have Stephen Mosher. There's a lot going on. I told you this thing would be lit. I promised you that this morning. I told you the show would be lit. Short break. Back in the warm in just a moment. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis go to mypatriotsupply.com for your one week emergency food supply that's mypatriot.com for your one week emergency food supply my patriot supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy worry-free customers it comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food there's no skimping with these meals offering over 2000 calories per day don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special.
1: Your host, Stephen K. Mann.
0: Uh, Catherine and uh, Greg, you guys have gone already gone to prison because uh, you wouldn't give up. Uh, You went back down in the the situation at the CCP. They look like they're teeing you up now to go to, to, to serve up other names in Georgia. I'm just saying that's coming. And we want to be the first to break that when it happens. How do people get to find out all the information? Because 2000 Mules is as relevant today as it was when they first found out about it and made the film. And it's going to be more relevant as we get closer to 2024. So how do we keep up with you guys? We built a new
3: platform called Open OpenInk, open.ink. We released all the conic data after we got out of jail that caused them to drop the suit. We're going to take all of this information, all of the video, all of the data, and we're just going to dump it into Open OpenInk. They can't take it down. They can't de-platform us. They can't hurt us. There's nothing they can do to us. Keep an eye on open.ink.
2: And then that will also be backed up through TrueTheVote, truththevote.org. Uh, you can find us on Truth Social at TrueTheVote. And... Um, we're, we're po- po- posting all of our research over onto Open Inc. We've learned a thing or two uh, over these last couple years about how to uh, avoid being, having our platform scratched. And uh, we're finally now at a place where we can start posting uh, heavy-duty stuff, uh, and it's coming. Kind of-
0: the learning curve of Catherine Engelbreck and Greg Phillips pretty steep Guys, thank you. Honored to have you on here. You're you are patriot. You are patriots and heroes, and you've proven that you are tougher than boot leather. Uh, thank you, guys, very much. Uh, by the way, social media, any social media, Twitter, Getter, True Social, where do they go for that?
3: Let's see. On True Social, it's uh, True the Vote at True the Vote. I'm at Greg Phillips on Twitter. We are together on Onward Social uh, at Onward Social and on. Twitter at TrueTheVote again. So, any one of those and TrueTheVote.org and Open.inc. Keep an eye on it, guys.
0: Guys, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yes, and sir. thank you, publicist for putting this, place, placing this editorial in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to do a little uh, producing in real time. I have Christina Bob with a very smart analysis about a CNN piece on Judas Pence, but Christina, I'm going to put a pen in that just for a second because Liz, yours under time pressure, given her media schedule now. Uh, Liz, I, a couple things, and it, I want to get to the, Stephen Mosher is going to join us in a second, who I think so highly of. But we I got to ask you, Natalie Winters has been reporting. Natalie Winters has been reporting about the situation with child trafficking and particularly DOJ, all of it, the website, what their focus is. I think you were on the original task force as a young prosecutor, right, on the Joint Task Force in Human Trafficking. Explain to me, help me out here with an invasion of the southern border where 300,000, I think, unaccompanied kids that come across, 85,000 whistleblowers that they can't find. The movie's on fire. just at $125 million. You've been a huge supporter of that. President Trump's putting out death penalty for human traffickers, why is it in this time, because there's no coincidences, why is it in this time that the Justice Department decides to start scrubbing their website, ma'am?
4: I think there are a couple things going on, Steve. I think they're scrubbing the website because they don't want the American people knowing the vast number of laws that are being violated by the government as people are invading across the borders. The International Human Trafficking um, Statutes are very strong and very powerful. Um, they are censoring, again, information for the, for the American people, just like the to censor the movie. It's the same thing. They want the people to be in the dark, because once they find out what laws are not being prosecuted, um, people are going to raise holy hell. I think there's another thing going on. I think there's also the Hunter Biden laptop and the file from uh, the Department of Treasury, which is this thick on the suspicious activity reports on human trafficking on the Hunter Biden laptop, I think that's another reason why they want to scrub those laws, because those laws are not being charged. He's not being charged yet under those laws. If the American people could see those laws and look at the information that's being presented by the committees um, at the House, then they would be asking, why is he not being charged? Wow. I think there's another thing that may be going on. I think look around the corner. There may be some other information about human trafficking um, that we don't know about. And so they want people in the dark. Finally, Steve, the Department of Justice statistics, their own statistics on human trafficking, prosecutions and investigations are pitiful. They're so bad. Uh, that's the next thing I think that's going to be um, looked at, scrubbed. Um, but you know, the, as soon as they keep the American people in the dark, then they have an uneducated electorate. <clears throat> um that's why they're fighting so mightily against this movie. So that's what I, my own opinion about what's happening with the website.
0: Absolutely brilliant. I want to go back because you have. We're going to have uh, Benzman on in the second hour about this firefight now, and it's going to court between the Biden regime trying to keep the borders open, and the state of Texas trying to at least do some sort of modicum. Um, so you're saying there, obviously, because the laws are written are so tight. When we get into the 350 unaccompanied minors, and then when we get into the 85,000 missing, and we get into the whistleblowers are saying that there are brothels down there in the Houston, in the you know the General Houston era area. And kids are being dropped off there, that that's going to hit them. You also make the point that Nancy Mace, Boebert and others make that the thickest file over at the SARS report in the Treasury Department is the trafficking of women for prostitution from Russia and Ukraine and maybe other places by Hunter Biden. And it looks like the law firm of the money went through the law firm. So you think that that's also an issue. They want to take this out of the public uh, domain right now. They want to take it out of the public's front of mind.
4: Yeah, I think so. Now, let me tell everybody, 85,000 unaccompanied minor children who have been lost, I think the number is much higher. Um, I've read the minority reports about how they are dispersing these children around the country. They are dumping children with people that have not even had background checks. This is a catastrophe that on, on steroids. And so the less the American people know, the better. Now, what did we see just at Breitbart? I thought this was so interesting. A child goes missing, 13-year-old girl goes missing, was grabbed off the street. Um, she ends up in California. She was picked up by a trafficker and the public finds her in California because she's holding a sign, help me, in a car, when he went in to do his laundry. It's, it's the public that finds these kids. It's the public that reports missing kids, works with law enforcement. The Biden administration does not want eyes and ears on these 85,000 missing kids, probably well over 100,000 at this point. So that's why they are deep-sixing all information the American public now is on notice with the movie they know they can help and everywhere I go Steve people are coming up to me therapists doctors just regular people saying I'm gonna help I'm gonna do something about human trafficking you know so um, they're lit um, and the Biden administration, both personally, in the family, as well as in the Department of Justice, is on notice that the people are going to demand accountability. Um, so that's what I think is going on. It's hideous. It's it's really a crisis. Just what... Um, Uh, Niles Farage was saying, it is a crisis of enormous proportions. But it's the American people who solve these cases. They've got eyes and ears. They find missing kids. They know when next door, when something suspicious is going on. Um, So my suggestion is that people contact local law enforcement, not the FBI, um, their local sheriffs and start forming task force to start stopping human trafficking. So a lot's going to be happening because of the movie. Um, they can censor yeah. all the information on the website. It's not going to work.
0: I, I want to go back to something else you said, because you told me uh, when we first met, you you helped me get focus on this. You said, always go to the math of the stats they put out. They continue to, cr- to criticize the Q people and they they criticize the Anons all the time. But correct me if I'm wrong, because we've done a couple of specials on this over the years. Every formal apparatus that's supposed to be on top of this looks like it's getting either defunded or less resources, whether it's in Las Vegas or in L.A., these massive trafficking centers, the official groups doing it get dispersed to other areas. And yourself, you just mentioned, you think that statistics on the DOJ's enforcement of these laws are gonna be pathetic when the numbers come out. Is there something going on here from a administrative state apparatus that they're either looking the other way or just don't have an interest in what is clearly an epidemic, ma'am?
4: Well, first of all, they're looking the other way. They don't care. They do not care. They haven't cared for many years because children are not a priority. Additionally, the ultimate aim of this administration is to invade and flood the country with millions of illegal aliens. That is the end game. They don't care if children are the casualty. They don't care if drugs flood into the country. And, um, but the American people do. The American people are absolutely in an uproar over what is happening on the border. That's why I'm very concerned. You saw how the FBI handled the Hunter Biden laptop, which was the playbook for human trafficking. It was all there. They didn't do anything with it. They sat on it for years. How often do you have a playbook of an international human trafficking individual? So uh, what i would suggest is that people have got to go local you know in the old days it was top down solution now it's a ground up solution that the local sheriff the local police departments working with hospitals communities schools have got to have eyes on these kids because this thing is going to blow sky high um, and there's going to be a light that just triggers this, and I mean, they're all it, they're all in the United States. It's probably, as I said before, much larger than just 85,000. And these kids are being dumped with predators, with traffickers, with criminals, um, with labor traffickers. It is a nightmare, and we've got the reports to show it from from the government. We've got the reports to show it.
0: Liz, you've been very upfront about this problem is just not a problem for today, but the psychological damage done to these children, um, the spiritual damage done to them, that that they are damaged individuals, and that is going to have an impact on society as we go forward. Can you explain that?
4: Sure. I often say that a society that does not protect its children when a child grows up, they will turn on the society that did not protect them. And these children who are in trafficking um, require year-long trauma therapy. And even then, um, their entire life is impacted by the trauma. I mean, you can imagine being sexually assaulted eight to 10 times a day as a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old. I mean, it's just a nightmare what is being done to these children. And you know, the American people are absolutely, their heart is on this issue. Um, And you know, when I was in law enforcement, I always said, I would, I look at each case as if this were my own child. What would I want and expect to be done if my child was missing? What would I want and demand if my child was being abused or trafficked? You go the mile, and then some to find those children. And that's what the American people expect law enforcement to be doing is
0: to fight for children. Liz, can you hang on uh, for one second? I know you get a bounce. Just hang through the commercial break. We'll have you cut loose for your other media hits. Short commercial break. Christina Bob, Liz Yor, Stephen Mosher. All next, War Room. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of greens. End quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in field of greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support meta- metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take field of greens. Look, field of greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room. But they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon and get the better health promise. Your host,
1: Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, Liz, um, and I know you got to bounce. President Trump has said that it should be a death penalty now to traffickers in certain situations. I've actually added, I think it should be to pedophiles. You're the expert. Your thoughts?
4: Well, Steve, there's some very tough laws on the books. The problem is Judges do not impose tough sentences. You know, President Trump, within two weeks, one of his first executive orders, as we've talked about, was about the trans uh, criminal national um, organizations, which are trafficking kids. That was one of the strongest executive orders we have ever seen. And, you know, that for the first time sent a message um, to everybody that we're gonna take this issue seriously. Um, The laws are on the books. They're not being prosecuted. Um, As for the the traffickers down at the border, the cartel, they deserve the death penalty. You know, the millions that are coming across and the thousands of children that are being abused and women that are being abused and sexually assaulted, they deserve the death penalty. So, President Trump has led on this issue He will continue to lead on this issue, and the American people will get behind him. And hopefully law enforcement, federal law enforcement, will do what it needs to do. Because when you catch traffickers, you not only catch people who abuse children, you get the drug traffickers. You also catch at the same time um, the gun traffickers and criminal activity. So it it is the criminal organization's which must be the focus in human trafficking. And um, we're going to do it. The American people are committed to it. Thanks to the movie, it's, it's lit, th- this country. And frankly, I was up in Canada. That's all they're talking about up in Canada. So um, North America is going to be, lead the world in ending child exploitation.
0: Uh, Liz, uh, thank you so much. I know you got to bounce your social media. Where do people get you?
4: My website is Your Children, Y O R E Children, and I'm everywhere on all social media. Elizabeth your.
0: Uh, Liz, thank you so much. Here, Steve. Sound of Freedom had another huge week. Went to 125 million. Box with no, virtually no marketing money. Uh, make sure you go to Angel.com/Warm. Get your ticket. Take friends. Have you have seen it before? Take friends. This is information warfare. we got to spread the message, and it is spreading like wildfire. Christina Bob, CNN's had this uh, story about Judas Pence. You have a quite uh, brilliant analysis of it, ma'am. Judas Pence as, uh, I don't know, talking to the uh, Jack Smith, talking to uh, Fonnie Willis uh, down in Georgia. Your thoughts?
5: Yeah. Well, based on what Mike Pence said, he he said to the interviewer, he said, well, you know, I'm not convinced uh, beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump committed a crime on January 6th. And to me, that signals that the Department of Justice doesn't have a case, at least from Jack Smith's uh, investigation, because what we've been led to believe as the public is that they are targeting the fact that, Um, Or arguing that Donald Trump somehow impacted Mike Pence's ability to do his job or somehow put undue pressure on Mike Pence or manipulated him or did something to interfere with Mike Pence's ability to count the votes in the way that he thought was best. Well, if Mike Pence is saying, you know, I'm not convinced that happened, then who is going to say that it did? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of staffers that might have their own opinions, but opinions are not admissible in court. So without Mike Pence... You know, throwing Donald Trump under the bus. I don't. I don't see how the Department of Justice gets anywhere with this. is,
0: is he the best? Um, is is he the best person to understand if there was a crime or not? Or don't they want him as a fact witness? Do they really care about his opinion of whether it's a crime? Don't they just care about the facts?
5: Right, but part of the facts are uh, President Trump's intent and what he was trying to do to Mike Pence. And so, was Mike? Part of the facts are. Was Mike Pence actually impacted in his ability to do his job? Did he believe that President Trump actually impacted Mike Pence's ability to do his job? I would say that's a fact, and it, it sounds like we don't know. You know, we haven't seen the testimony, but based on the interview, it sounds like that's a no. And so, if that's a no, then you know, how does the Department of Justice, as you have mentioned many times on your show, is going to come up with some creative argument to somehow shoehorn this into a problem? But Without Mike Pence, really—Mike Pence should be the star witness, right? He should be coming out uh, saying, oh, Donald Trump did so many illegal things, and that's how Jack Smith has this great case. Without him doing that, I just don't think DOJ has a case.
0: Do, do you think you've looked at the charges, the ones that have been leaked, I guess, to uh, to different news sources or you've yeah. seen since you, you've seen the target letter. D- is it anything in the charges that leads you believe that they they would have to shoehorn it in that because some of these are not the ones that are related to the J6 committee?
5: I think anything they bring is going to have to be shoehorned. in. I don't think Donald Trump actually committed any crime. So they're going to have to manufacture something. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to manufacture a crime that didn't actually occur. So, uh, I, I, you know, I've seen the media reports and seen their arguments. I'm, I'll be curious to see what actually comes out, if anything, if they actually do indict. But I don't think any of it is going to be provable because I don't think any crimes actually occurred, at least not on the part of Donald Trump.
0: Last thing, this, this editorial in the journal today, 2,000 mules, no evidence, is, <laughs> is your belief, which mine is, is that this is also Murdoch, to the Georgia grand jury and uh, Fannie Willis?
5: A hundred percent. This is totally narrative propaganda. The same evidence that Greg and Catherine used to collect to come up with 2,000 mules is the exact same evidence that DOJ has used in dozens of cases for January six protesters. It's the same exact thing. It's the geotracking. So for them to come out and say, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence if you're a conservative. If you're a conservative, you can't use geotracking because it doesn't work. But if you're liberal, it works just fine. So, yeah, this is all fake propaganda, trying to get ahead of the fact that the public's going to have a hard time believing these charges, because in my opinion, they're not going to be solid charges. So they're trying to uh, prime the pump, getting people to believe that there's a there there when there's not.
0: Uh, Major Bob, how do people get to your book, how do they get to all your social media to keep up with this?
5: Yes. Stealing Your Vote, The Inside Story of the 2020 Election. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Uh, thank you for writing the introduction. And you can find me on social media at Christina underscore Bob.
0: Christina, thank you so much. Thank you. OK, we're going to take a sh- we're going to take a short break. We get back. We have Stephen Mosher on the Chinese Communist Party in the Vatican. Someone's going to upset you. No, end. Uh, we're going to have Todd Benzman on the fight on the border of Texas. Abbott and DPS are stepping up here. Biden regimes against him. Caroline Wren on $2 billion going to be dropped on the Trump movement's head to steal slash win slash whatever you want to call it, the Biden regime in 2024. And of course, the one and only Joe Allen. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in a minute. For veterans, you know, we have been all over the supply chain issue with China in medications